to another episode of Paranormal, the New Normal. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy, here trying to make the world seem a little more normal, but these days, that's just impossible. But my guest tonight, he's going to make the world seem a little more normal because he uses things found all around us in what he does. But we'll get to that in a bit. My guest, of course, is Michael Thornhill of Casa Galactica. And yeah, I said it right. Michael, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you, Jeremy. And uh, just a caveat, I, I hope that I might make the world seem a little bit more normal rather than unnormal, but we'll see how the conversation goes. So no promises. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But the first question I always ask everybody on my show is, what got you into the paranormal spiritual world? Like what, what initiated that process? Yeah, great question. So for me, my kind of entry point, well, I would say that first, first, first kind of like entry into that very skeptically would have been, you know, I, before, before I was on my healing path, I was very much a, a drug addict partying a lot and did a lot of LSD and mushrooms and things like this. So there was, and I was a very big ketamine addict as well. So there was some kind of uh, realms that I'd kind of felt like I'd entered into in a very distorted, unhealthy way, I might add. That was kind of like my first kind of exploration, I would say, of that type of realm. But again, not in a very, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that necessarily. Um, the big kind of awakening and opening, I would just kind of say in the next two parts, one uh, was the passing of my mother who died about uh, six, seven years ago. And throughout that Ooh. passing, I got in contact with a, a sound healer, a, a Reiki healer, and we were doing some individual sessions. And throughout those sessions, I felt like I contacted and did contact with my mother's spirit, which was something that was uh, completely uh, out of my realms of possibility was not something that I was thinking was going to happen. That wasn't the reason why I was going to these sessions. This is something that kind of happened and kind of caught me by surprise. And then thirdly, uh, throughout this period of time of, of awakening, I would describe um, with my mother's passing and working with the sound healer. Then I heard about ayahuasca uh, to heal from addictions because I was heavily addicted to drugs, alcohol, sex, work, money, all of the above uh for, for from a very young age and i got in contact with ayahuasca at an ayahuasca retreat when i was living in germany in berlin and throughout that period of time i then had very deep awakenings healing from addictions and also contact with otherworldly beings uh, which was completely out of my realms of possibility but completely opened the doors for me the doors of perception and from that point, went on a completely different path within my life. Well, that sounds like a heroic story and a half right there. That, that honestly could be a movie. But and I, I do sympathize, yeah, sympathize with the passing of your mother because my father passed away about six years ago, five years ago. So I get that, and it is a very tumultuous, tumultuous time in a person's life. They just it just tears you apart when a parent passes, especially if they're younger than they should have passed. Like what, well, like what happened with my, what happened with my father. But so this, so when you actually, well, you kind of lead into my next question already with what you said about possibly being able to contact your mother. Cause my second question on this show always is what experiences, has, what experiences have you had with the paranormal side of the world? Like, spirits cryptids aliens what have you yes and thank you jeremy and, and also just want to reflect also the sentiment as well that sorry to hear about your father's passing and, and thank you for your sweet words there so moving into the question in terms of <clears throat> what you describe as paranormal or what you might now call the new normal um my kind of work really has been traversing different realms, plant spirit realms, multidimensional realms, uh, contacting with uh, extraterrestrial beings who channel through me uh, in service to others, 
and working with different guides and beings to help people heal and evolve uh, through ayahuasca ceremonies as we hold uh, 10-day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats at Casa Galactica here in Peru. But we also do a variety of channeling sessions, intuitive readings, and working with uh, multidimensional realms to help people recognize and awaken to the very truth of who they are. So as a summary, there are many different contacts with different beings from plant spirit worlds, enlightened trees, the extraterrestrial beings, which we would describe as more on the service to other side and the positive side. And a natural part of this work of when you are doing work within the, the light field or the light realm to help others, um, you then by default usually come into contact with the opposite polarization beings who are perhaps causing issues for people, uh, causing problems for people. And part of the work that we do at Casa Galactica is also to help people liberate themselves from perhaps entanglement with uh, other energies and beings and negative entities and energies that might arise through incarnating on planet Earth uh, through various different scenarios. So I would say that my uh, skill set, my experience with what you might describe as paranormal is very much a day-to-day -day experience for us at Casa Galactica. And we also teach people uh, how you can channel also, how you can connect with all these different energies in alignment with your higher self in service to others as part of our work because everyone is intuitive, everyone is open, everyone is connected. It's really about creating a focus and an energy into the intention and the polarity of which you wish to be and then practicing from there on out. Well, I mean, that right there, there's so much to break down. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned, I believe it's, I'm going to butcher it, but Ayahuasca, is that, is that right? Yes, Ayahuasca. Yes, correct. So what is that? Because I saw that a lot today when I was looking at your website, and I heard you say it a couple times now, and I'm and it's, I'm curious as hell what the hell that is. <laughs> Absolutely. Great question. So we live in Peru. Uh, our center here, our multidimensional center for healing and evolution is based in the Sacred Valley of Peru in the Andean Mountains. Uh, but we have spent time and worked extensively in the jungle. And the Amazon, uh, one of the plants within the Amazon is a vine called ayahuasca. And when that is mixed with another plant from the Amazon called Shukruna, the ayahuasca vine is an MAOI or a monoamine oxidized inhibitor which means that the DMT contained or the high DMT content contained within the Shakuna leaf, when that's mixed together, the DMT is uh, now orally active because it does not be, uh, get reabsorbed. So it becomes orally active. So when you ingest these two plants together, the ayahuasca being a very strong teacher plant has a very, very beautiful teacher spirit that helps us to heal the pain of the past, heal trauma, and also open to non-dual awareness and awakening. And the Shakruna plant with the, with the DMT is opening the DMT realm. So really what you can say is when, there's, when those are taken together, you open the veil of illusion and you see beyond the illusion enter into DMT realms with ayahuasca and other plant spirits holding their own awareness and awakened consciousness for people to recognize the truth of who they are. Now, in a kind of breaking that down, how it works is you drink this in a ceremonial setting in the evening. My wife and co-founder Jamie and I hold our ceremonies at Casa Galactica. So we've, we've studied and trained in the Amazon rainforest, but the work that we do now is much more focused in unconditional love, non-dual teachings, and kind of all of the work that we do with channeling and multidimensional work. So it's, it's different to what might be described as traditional ayahuasca work. But generally, an ayahuasca ceremony, when you drink this, you can go into deeper levels of trauma, into childhood events, to memories, or perhaps for the passing of a loved one, uh, experience a, a great deal of grief. And as I already mentioned, kind of connecting with other spirits and realms. And then there's a whole, there's a whole kind of set of symptoms known as purging where one might vomit, one might have diarrhea, they might sweat or shake. And this is often trauma or somatic energy leaving the body that has been stored from traumatic incidences in this lifetime or in other lifetimes, which have then come into the incarnation to then be healed through this lifetime. 
And on the other side of that, then there's the kind of non-dual awareness and awakening where one can recognize themselves as the infinite I am. And through that recognition of oneself as the infinite creator creation, that awareness heals deep levels of trauma. And one might experience through these ex experiences of working with ayahuasca with us at casa galactica in a trauma-informed the safe multi-dimensional empowering environment through these experiences you generally get to experience more joy uh, happiness awakening uh, awareness uh, understanding of the objective reality rather than subjective reality understanding more about your own truth uh, why you're here why you're incarnating what your life lessons and path might be so it's really a, a, a healer of PTSD, of addiction, of trauma, of depression, of suicidal ideation. And that was something that was a really big part and has been a really big part and continues to be a big part of my own healing journey. The healing of PTSD, uh, sexual abuse, ritual abuse, violent abuse in my own life, which were at the source of the addictions, the symptoms of addictions, which were manifesting in my day-to-day -day life. So you're saying, so basically what you're saying is that this whole process is basically, it expands your mind to the point where your mind is capable of doing more things than it usually can do, such as interacting with other dimensions, entering the spirit realm, basically just, it opens your mind for everything. So you can receive more than you usually can. Uh, yes, to a certain degree, I would say that that is accurate. But what I would also say is it brings us into an awareness of the things that we can actually do with our own consciousness. So often people get caught with plant medicines or kind of miss a trick, one might say, is when people think that it's the plant medicines that have all of this quote unquote power of awakening. What the plant medicines are here to do is to be a reflection to us of our own consciousness and to use your words, a recognition of what is already capable what we're already aware of, we're able to have a more visceral experience of that so that we can kind of experience that, learn from that, and then incorporate and integrate that into day-to-day -day life. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. Now, it makes sense. And it's honestly something I wouldn't mind experiencing once or twice. Not that I, I really don't have trauma to I don't think I do at least <laughs> to get out of me, but I mean, who knows? There might be some, we all like to hide our trauma behind closed doors and put it in the back of our head. So, mm -hmm. which I could kind of get it, which is why you guys do the way you do, because it must help. But since you're in Peru, I wanted to ask this question because I never had anybody on the show from South America at all. I don't think I could be wrong. No, 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 not, not South America. America. Some, I've had people from Dominican Republic on here, but not in South America. So do the Peruvians have any um, like local cryptids that you've heard about? Local what, sorry? Uh, cryptids like um, be beings that they believe exist like that, like animals they believe exist, but they can't prove exist. Like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster are considered cryptids, technically. Understood. Understood. I'm not. Uh, I'm not necessarily aware of of those type of of energies being so much mainstream. But in the jungle, that what I would describe is in the jungle that there are many beings which sometimes are in kind of myth and legend kind of described as semi-physical, or that they are non-physical and then incarnate as physical again. So there are many different mystical realms in that sense, but with the you know disclaimer, not all of those energies and beings are there for the highest healing and purpose of other other beings. They are in some senses, uh, often the case, self-serving entities and beings, which will want to, you know, it could cause problems for you if you were to interact with them in an unconscious way. So that's the same with any energy, any any being. So if you're not necessarily going through your higher self in service to others, then if you're not very clear on the vibration of which energies that you wish to connect with, then you may find yourself tuning into a TV station with an energy that you don't actually prefer. So if you think of yourself as an antenna and with this conscious multidimensional awakening, tuning that antenna to the realms which you prefer to, you might 
describe that perhaps as like angelic realms or god realms or other realms of really uh, high intelligence service to other beings but if you're kind of wavering in your polarization if you're wavering in your intention for connecting with other beings then you can kind of turn your tv station or your antenna to energies which perhaps aren't the most aligned for you and then you can receive messages which can be confusing or manipulative or negative in some shape or form so whether it be whether you're in peru or in your own bedroom uh, practicing meditating to connect with other beings the invitation is to be very clear in your intention for why you are wanting to connect and contact with other beings all right so you're saying they're out there like there are some in the jungle which i assume there would be because it's a jungle and a lot of jungles have unexplained things in them around the world. That's for damn sure. Hello, Anna, and hello, Anthony. Glad to see you guys checking us out tonight. So, speaking of beings in the woods, you said, you you mentioned a couple times now about plant spirits, which, I mean, it's not the first time I'm hearing about plant spirits. They've, I've heard that before. But are plant spirits like animal spirits or are they more like an extraterrestrial type of spirit yeah great question jeremy so uh we can look at things from the physical form so we can look at jeremy you could look at myself talking to you in a physical form and you can also see that those plants behind me that have physical form now i myself have a higher self and other multi-dimensional awarenesses and energies that are a part of my being just as everyone else does, so do these plants. So these plants here behind have different spirits and medicines within their spirits. And when we can tune in to communicate with plant spirits, we can receive the messages uh, that they might have to share with us. We are also able to work with these energies for healing and evolution. So the physical incarnation of plants they're very beneficial in many ways that you have alkaloids, different properties for when you ingest them, they can be very healing for the body. But what's often not known is that the multidimensional realms, just like we traverse the other multidimensional realms, especially when we're sleeping, someone's out there saying, I don't go across multidimensional realms. My question is, what do you do when you're sleeping, when you're in these different worlds, when you're in these different awarenesses? Plant spirits have an awakened awareness that when we tune into it can be used to help benefit our own healing and evolution. So animals also have spirits. Uh, cats, for example, are very great astral travelers and very shamanic in their essence and do a lot of energy work in many different shapes and ways. But if you just look at the cat, you just see a cat who is furry and purry but you wouldn't necessarily see the way that that cat is able to transmute energy. Just as if you were to see a priest or a priestess or something of that nature, thinking kind of like pagan type times or something like this, you might see their physical energy, but there's so much more that's going on. So we actually have on our website, if you go to our growth portal, we have a free meditation at casagalactica.com and you can check on the growth portal and you can find a meditation there that you can use to help communicate with plant spirits. Interesting. That's I mean, I mean, I've, yeah, plant spirits is something that I've heard before as well as there are some plant cryptids out there too, which I've heard a little about, but not that many. I mean, I guess they're kind of in line with like, like some type like Venus fly traps, but can be, they can walk, they can walk or move around somehow. Like that's kind of the best way I could describe what I've heard, but it's, there's some, this world is full of stuff we don't know about. And I mean, it just takes time to figure it all out. I mean, we, we, we didn't believe the gorilla or the giant squid existed until the late 1900s. So, well, early 1900s for gorillas, but so it's, there's always more out there than we know is out there. That's the importance of it. So you mentioned that when you do these rituals, well, not rituals, these ceremonies that people have very, can have very violent reactions to it in a way, as with any transformative experience, you're going to have some kind of violent reaction with it. So I'm sure you guys do tons of safety protocols for that and everything to make sure that they're not going to be 
in any trouble with doing this. Yes, safety and trauma-informed care is a big part of the work that we do with plant medicines. So we have an in-depth health and wellness screening questionnaire and medical guidelines to avoid any negative contraindications, what one might experience when drinking ayahuasca. Um, we also have a whole host and plethora of safety protocols. We are first aid trained, and we also train people in trauma-informed care, which really means that we take into account that people may have trauma, even if they're not aware of it. So if some of that might arise in a ceremony in one of our retreats, we are already doing all the things that you would need to feel safe. So we hold space for everyone in a way that makes it safe for you, whether you're someone who's aware of trauma or not. It's a very important part of the work that we do, that we help people to heal and to evolve through a connection to their true self without re-traumatizing. So you see on our website, we have so much about safety, about trauma-informed care, about protocols, about our preparation sessions, our integration, and all of the safety protocols that we have on our retreats. So that is a very important part of the work. And it is my recommendation that if you do ever decide to work with plant medicines of some kind, then you should be considered considering safety, integrity, and trauma-informed care in some level or aspect of that type of work. And yeah, I saw, I actually, I, I, I was looking on your website and I saw that and I was like, Ooh, damn, they are prepared for everything. I was like, like that safety list was huge. I was like, Oh my God, but it's, it's good to know. I mean, if I was not going to the mountains of the Andes, just to, to, to go to a retreat, I would definitely want to make sure there are people there who can handle anything because <laughs> that's, you're not getting to a hospital anytime soon down there. So but, we have a hospital 45 minutes away, but um, oh, we are awesome. still prepared for everything. And that is part of the preparation. Amazing. But we actually have a question. Mm -hmm. Why is it not working? Oh. So Anthony says he went into the forest and crossed into another dimension. and has never been the same since, but he feels a part of him stayed on the other side. Do you think that's possible if someone's doing it and they're not guided properly? Yeah, let me just give a second just to tune in. Well, the first thing that wants to come up is there's there are parts of all of us that are currently not incarnated in a physical body. So there are aspects of our own selves which are not incarnated into a physical body that is completely merged with the spirit self, which is completely merged with oneness. And now there's also other aspects of you which have other incarnation in other worlds, in other planets, in other solar systems, and other dimensional experiences. So when you ask that question, the first thing that wants to, to be shared is, is that we all have aspects of ourselves which are disincarnate in different places and beings. Now, with regards to your own particular question, if you're feeling um, what the invitation is, is to check into how you're feeling about when you describe that you feel a part of you stayed on the other side. This is an invitation for you to tune into how that feels for you. What comes up? Is there any fear? Uh, perhaps that is also a part of a trauma of incarnating, of feeling like you are separate or you have left from home. So this is often a, a common experience that when people incarnate into earth and come through awakening processes is that they often feel homesick or that they feel like they miss something but are not sure of what they are missing. So the invitation, Anthony, is for you to tune in to whatever part of you that you feel like is missing and tune into that and bring that part into your heart to reintegrate whatever part it is that you feel is missing, open your heart to the truth of who you are and invite yourself to come back home. Well, there you go, Anthony. I hope that helps. Very good answer. I definitely appreciate it. And, you know, I actually had a guest on, well, it's been a couple months now, but yeah, his episode just released about a month ago. But he visited 
different dimensions. I he he told me a number, but I can't think of a number. But he does it through lucid dreaming and astral projection. So is that part of your guys? Why do I keep messing the word? Forgetting the word. <laughs> is that part of your guys' ceremonies? Is encouraging your your guests to do that in order to traverse, kind of? Interesting question. So lucid dreaming is not something necessarily that we teach. Yet there are different plants like bobinsana and different teas, uh, which we provide to people, different plant medicines, which often work with you in the dream realm, when you in the dream realm, so that you can have different awarenesses and healings that occur in that scape. So yes, um, this type of astral traveling within dream time is a very powerful practice. It's something more that I would describe as just inviting before you go to bed your higher self and all of your spirit team and beings of love, light, and truth in highest alignment in service to all in highest alignment in service to all in highest alignment, love, light, and truth in service to all. And then you can see what happens or occurs within the dream time. Cause I know for me, the dream time is a very powerful healing space where different energies will shift and transform. So if any of you are into lucid dream practices, yes, this can be very powerful. All right, so kind of a different approach, but trying to get to the same outcome, basically. So, I mean, there's 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 always a, there's always multiple ways to do everything in this world for, for most part. So, that's correct, and you don't need plant medicines to be able to do any of the things that I've described. You don't need plant medicines to be able to connect or contact with other beings. You don't need plant medicines to heal yourself. These are just a part of one path. That if you feel like it resonates for you again the urgency what i share about is about having safety of trauma-informed care and having a space that is shamanically held because when we open when we open these portals when we open into these other realms again coming back to what i've mentioned earlier is if we're not clear in our intention we kind of allow different energies into our house it's kind of like the uh, the idea what you might think is if you just had your you just leave your door open of your house and you're just like anyone from anywhere just come into my house do whatever you want that might not be the best practice for you there might be a clear kind of boundary on that house that's like if you're here in my highest alignment if you're here in service to help me heal and evolve in highest alignment love light and truth then there is an invitation but it's not just kind of an open invitation for any energy that wants to um, interact yeah. with you because you wouldn't necessarily do that in real life. So you wouldn't necessarily just allow anyone, even if they didn't have your best interest at heart, to interact with you. You take a lot of things. You already have a lot of practice. You're a human. So you understand what it's like that not all energies are necessarily resonant with you. Not all people are necessarily resonant with you. So again, that choosing the vibration of which you inhibit in, inhabit and then also being very clear in your intention for why you want to connect to these other worlds. Makes sense. I mean, kind of the same idea around like when people talk to spirits and not to let the bad ones or the demons in and like just focus on what you're trying to talk to and don't just make it an open invitation because that doesn't end well. And Anthony added, this world that I came back to collapses and I have to jump or get stuck in this one. Uh, any comment on that? I just come back to again, the feeling of what you describe of feeling stuck in this one, where whatever that is arising for you, how do you feel when you feel stuck in this one? And the invitation is to be present with whatever feeling arises for you and be present with how you feel. And then simultaneously, if you are wanting to do, or you're feeling like you need multidimensional assistance for whatever this experience is, then I have uh, private sessions online, uh, which you can begin with a free 30 minute consultation. So if you're feeling like you're wanting to understand more specifically about what's going on for you, then I have free 30 minute consultations at casagalactica.com. And then you can see or feel 
if you feel like the work that I offer might be able to assist you. If you feel like you need assistance, because you might not. This is just merely a reflection to you. Whatever feelings are arising for you through these experiences, be present with those. And also the invitation is for you to participate in various different grounding practices, like growing roots into the ground, for example. Some people like to walk barefoot on the ground also, but spending time connecting with nature, connecting with the ground, connecting with the earth, and allowing this experience of whatever it is to pass through you and connecting back to the reality of what you feel is true. Very nice. I like that. So it was. And now I love it. So do you believe in, well, basically, what do you think is out there after we move on from this plane? after we perish what do you think is that is there after like do you believe in reincarnation do you think that it's just a big waiting room to be reincarnated if you need to be or if you finally achieved your happiness you can move on to whatever's after like basically what, what's your theory on all that yes my my understanding is that reincarnation exists and that we all have simultaneous lifetimes existing simultaneously it's not past life. It's not future life. They all exist simultaneously. The illusion of time and the way that we linearly experience reality gives us the notion of past and present and future, but it is all simultaneously. And the experience of when we pass, the understanding is that there is a life review where one might review the life of the incarnation, understand, really take note, of additional lessons or anything else that might have been experienced through this lifetime. And then through those incarnational lessons beyond this life, there's an experience, an opportunity to merge back into the one consciousness. And when one feels ready at that time to choose another incarnational experience, but there are many different density experiences of what we're currently inhabiting third density, moving into fourth density, which is the experience, third density being the experience of, of, of self, and then the fourth density being the awareness of love, opening to love, unconditional love. So when we go through these different incarnations, you can kind of think of this like a computer game, if you want to, to make it a simple uh, analogy, that we go through these lifetime experiences, collecting different uh, elements, different lessons, different life learnings. And then once we integrate those, once we integrate that level, what we might describe the level as a density, once we integrate that level or density, then we can move on to the next level of experience. But we choose those incarnations. So we plan, we pre-plan those incarnations before we incarnate. And then to the best of our ability, do our best to stay on that path of incarnating and learning the lessons and finding the path. So in my own experience, that path of awakening of finding that true path was the awakening from the kind of drug addict lifestyle into the life experience of now working and doing our healing work here in Peru. So we have our life lessons and themes, but the way that these themes play out are not necessarily defined. As humans, we have very much a interest of very specific details and things and events and places. My understanding that it's more of a theme, a theme of the incarnation and how we learn those lessons matters not. It's the fact that we are able to experience and through experiencing these things, we learn, but the very truth of who we are is beyond all experience. So we are a consciousness that is beyond experience. In other words, anything that we experience is not the truth of who we are. So what invitation is, is to meditate into behind what is beyond experience, connecting to the infinite I am. The part of you that was here before this incarnation and the part of you that's there after this incarnation which make that's why i've heard a lot more about reincarnation i mean 
we don't we, in our life we are multiple people i've heard that there's multiple different timelines going at the same time and some people some people even think that's where shadow people come from is that it's different timelines or dimensions crossing over which i mean so i mean it's a theory i don't know how much stock i put into it but it's a good theory so do you also believe there was a spiritual awakening either i've heard five years and i've heard 2012 multiple times but do you think there's a spirit there was a spiritual awakening in the, either of those times the timeline of 2012 is an awakening of where the light quota on planet earth has reached a point of passing through a threshold so that the the trajectory of the planetary experience is now shifting to one that is more positively oriented now many people thought that 2012 would be some sort of catastrophic event but the understanding which i have is that this is a transformational time where we move through a threshold to a predominantly positive planetary experience versus what might be described as a a majority of negative experience another way of saying moving from service to self to service to others <clears throat> and this is where we start to see now because it's not instantaneous it's the threshold that's been passed through so many people were thinking that this is an overnight experience but we then experience what it's like to see the old power structures beginning to crumble we get to experience what it's like when the shadow aspect of planet earth of all of the different institutions all of the different companies all of the different political power structures which have been keeping the world within darkness within separation now begin to dissolve so this turbulent time which we might find ourselves on planet earth is the rising of all of this darkness to the surface to be seen and to be healed now what we have as an individual within a collective is the opportunity the invitation to see all the darkness within our own selves to love that as that arises and the idea of what one might describe as above so below or what is outside is always within so when we start to make those changes and those shifts and those transformations within our own selves then we experience those shifts on planetary level too makes sense makes sense i mean but yeah and i mean I, you're not the first person to say either that the mind calendar really wasn't a destruction calendar it was just really more of a when earth is ready to wake up again type of calendar which yeah, more, we, we, we didn't wake up yeah exactly i mean we did we did wake up i believe at least because i everybody everything seemed to change in 2012 like to a slight degree like just enough where you see it more and more every year with social media but things are changing and more and more people are getting into this type of stuff which is why i call my show what i do because it kind of is why i saw in the world when i started my show right so do do you believe that anybody can be an intuitive or are you is it something you have to be born with well it is a fact that everyone is already intuitive um everyone is already intuitive and just it takes your recognition that you're already intuitive to help you awaken that so again if you go to our website at casagalactica.com and you sign up to our newsletter you will get a completely free guide that helps you to strengthen your already awakened intuition step-by-step -step guide and process so you can just go in you can read that you can apply that that's written by my wife jamie who's a great intuitive medium but yes we're all intuitive we're all we are all able to channel we're all intuitive now what the difference is and what might change is that someone might spend more time beginning to practice that and just like if you're able to practice or hone a certain skill you're able to use that in a more skilled way in alignment with the polarization of being in service to others 
in other words, here to be of assistance to humanity, this intuitive awakening can be something that can be very powerful in one's own personal process of healing and transformation. And if you should choose to, in the right way, with the right training, with the right guidance, learn how to do that in integrity with multidimensional ethics, with trauma-informed care practices, then you can also be someone who perhaps shares that with the world. And that's something that we offer trainings in. It's not the training of you making you intuitive. It's more about you helping you recognize that you're already intuitive, how to hone and practice those skills, and then how to practice those in an ethical and trauma-informed way rather than re-traumatizing people or necessarily connecting to negative entities or energies which might have an unconscious level of manipulation which they might want to do to others through you yeah okay my that works and i mean that definitely i agree everybody is intuitive i i've had so many psychics and mediums on here that just tell me like it's true they're like we could sense you can do it but you just don't awaken yourself to it you don't like study it enough to actually do it i'm like yeah and enough time of the day but well jeremy let so, me ask you this one thing this is the thing to ask everyone else does anyone ever just sitting around and it's like i feel like i want to eat this today and then you kind of eat that and you're like my body really needed that or if someone's just kind of like i'm thirsty there's an energy, there's some level of communication with your body that you rec you recognize there's an energy that's sending you a message. It's not really that different when you start connecting to multidimensional energies because these energies are no different than the body. It's just the illusion that the body is connected to you and it's the illusion that these other energies are not connected to you. But everything is connected. Everything is interconnected. It can't not be connected. You cannot not be connected. So just trust your already intuitive nature and have fun practicing. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. Cause I mean, yes, it, your, your organs in your body do tell you when you need, when you need things, they do tell you when you need things, but so I, yeah, everything talks and that, that actually sums up pretty damn perfectly everything talks to each other which it does in their own ways and you just have to be able to understand what they're saying that's i mean that's what our brains for but in, in the outside world you have to be able to tune into that what they're saying actually and you mentioned earlier speaking of tuning in uh about the enlightened tree which i'm kind of curious about what that is because like how do you know if it, how you know how do you know a tree is enlightened like not not trying to make fun of it or anything just real question <laughs> yes how do you know a tree is not enlightened also a real question <laughs> so oh oh i like that <laughs> so well, this i is mean direct experience and my understanding of what the plant is called noyarao which is one of our main plant spirit teachers here at casa galactica which has a physical tree which has glowing leaves that glow in the nighttime when they fall to the earth, they glow on the ground. Ooh. So when you stand there in the tree, it looks like the stars have fallen to the floor and you're standing in the middle of the universe, which of course we are. And the essence of this tree in our experience is a connection to non-duality within plant spirit shamanism, a source of unconditional love, of awareness, of enlightened truth, and really, it's just a reflection back to us that all of these characters actually exist within our own selves. All of these traits, all of these things that we see within this tree is actually a, a recognition to ourself. Just like a multidimensional mirror being shown and held up to us, this tree, this awakened awareness connects to our own awakened awareness to help us remember the truth of who we are. So I speak of this through my own experience of communicating and learning from this particular tree that I perceive this tree to what one might describe as enlightened of a very heart-centered, unconditional love, fourth density and above service to others type energy. All right. And I, I guess that, that makes a little, that makes a little more sense. I mean, and I have heard of trees that have leaves that glow at night and whatnot. So, I mean, 
down there at Amazon. There's a lot of interesting plants. Which, speaking of it, what was it like to have like an apprenticeship in the Amazon? Like to actually like study in the jungle? I mean, it's something that most people only see in like TV shows and movies. They never get to experience anything like it. Um, yes, it's interesting experience. Learned a lot. Learned a lot of how to multidimensionally hold space. Learned a lot about uh, ayahuasca ceremonies. Learned a lot, a lot about duality. And also found that the teachers that I thought were friendly, uh, there's a lot of what we might describe as black magic that occurs in the jungle. And there's negative energies that get sent around to people and that were sent to us. And yes, there's the kind of what you don't see on the poster is kind of shadow inner workings of trauma ridden uh, individuals practicing shamanism and don't have a particular enlightenment practice is a perpetuation of duality and spiritual multidimensional negative energies are sent to people and across people in the jungle this is common practice this is commonplace so when you enter into these environments you also experience that to some level because that's just the level of culture like when in a perhaps in the western culture when someone might have an argument they might say something bad or post something bad on facebook about someone else in the jungle they send multi-dimensional negative energy to do harm to you so it's a very different level of experience so i um, i wouldn't be returning to the jungle but it was a great learning experience uh, a very great opportunity to heal multi-dimensional levels of karma but in my experience that there are many situations which are multi-dimensionally spiritually unsafe as well as physically unsafe so that's been a lot of healing that's occurred for me in my own life after my period of time in the jungle sounds very intense i will say that <laughs> and you're you're just talking the you're talking the medical metaphysical of it you're not even talking like the physicalness of the jungle like the animals, the poisonous plants that can kill you if you don't realize you're eating one or sink or ingesting one somehow. Like it's just like any run-ins with any dangerous animals, just out of curiosity as a animal lover. Uh quite a few tarantulas. Yeah. Quite a few tarantulas. There are snakes in the jungle called shishupi snakes, which can kill you. Um quite a few different poisonous animals. The most common are big bullet ants, ants that just sting you and are very painful, very, very painful. But yeah, for the most part, again, anywhere you go, if you're kind of aware of what to look out for and what to do and you don't go into the jungle at night, then there's a, there's a level of safety there because you're aware. Just as if someone was going camping in the Rocky Mountains, you would know what to do with that type of wildlife. There's a level of that awareness and safety which you have to take upon yourself to understand whilst being in the jungle. So we made it out alive. Here, here. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, as long as you don't get eaten by a jaguar or anything like that, but I mean, tarantulas, though, yeah, I'm good on that. I'm really good on that. And the snakes, I'm good on both of those. That's why I don't go in the woods, but <laughs> so Gonna ask you, I think, one more question, and then I'll let you kind of sell yourself, almost sell Casa Galactica, promote yourself. Final question I got is though, what do you think the future holds for the world? Like, what's one message you could give to everybody that you would want to say? Great question. Well, I would just say, don't worry as much as you're worrying, because the things that we all worry about. They're much less intense, much less meaningful than we apply the meaning to. So if we could perhaps go about our lives with t just 10% less worry, 10% less meaning applied to inherently meaningless situations, and 100% more trust in the infiniteness of our being, we may begin to experience our lives in a very different way. 
in a much more loving and compassionate way. And there is an infinite number of possibilities that are open for all of us. The invitation is to begin choosing what you truly prefer. Begin to choose the experiences that you want to experience in this life. Choose love over fear and out of love, begin to expand and allow that to imbue and illuminate every part of your path forward. Beautiful, beautifully said. So why don't you tell listeners, tell them again what Casa Galactica offers, tell them where they could find all the information they define, anything, anything you got to do to promote yourself. Go ahead and do it. Awesome. Well, Jeremy, thanks so much for having me on the show. And thanks out to all the listeners here. Just invite you to go to our website to casagalactica.com. That's casagalactica.com. And you can find so much more about all of our work. We've got loads of interviews, uh, loads of free resources. Again, invite you to join our mailing list and get a five-hour Fundamentals of Trauma Healing Workshop, a free guide also for activating or becoming aware and strengthening your own innate intuition plus 20 percent off your first sessions with us so we offer 10-day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats we have free monthly online sharing and integration circles of people who are going through spiritual transformation uh, we also have a whole plethora of channeling intuitive sessions a channeling courses intuitive mentorships plus a whole host of other different courses to help you Activate your intuition, empower your healing, and embody your truth. So you can check it all out on our website. And if you have any questions, please just reach out to us via one of the channels on our website, or feel free to book a free 30-minute consultation, and we'll be more than happy to talk about your own personal set of circumstances and how we can be of assistance to you. So thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here, Jeremy, and thank you to all the listeners. Oh, my pleasure to have you. It was a very interesting talk. I, I gotta say, it's the first episode I got to talk about plant spirits, and I'm totally happy about that. Psyched. So, but, and I want to thank Michael for coming on once again. It's been an amazing show. And all my listeners know you can find me on Facebook as Paranormal Than Normal, slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast for the S Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. You can find me on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on YouTube as Paranormal and Normal. Thank you all for tuning in. And I'll see all my listeners in about half a week. All my watchers, I will be back, I believe, next Monday with my next Paranormal episode. But be sure to check out Global Strangeness on Sunday as well. Thank you all. Have a good night. And Michael, thank you as well. It's been an amazing time. Thanks, everyone.